Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. All right, we are live. We are cranking. The show is started. The curtain has been pulled up and I'm ready to go. Uh, I can't wait to introduce you all to the guest today. He's an absolute badass. Who is he, Casey? Who is this guy? The suspense. Uh, And it won't be like the April Fool's prank that we just discussed, but we're going to hold that for April. Uh, But he's a serial entrepreneur, brand strategist, thought leader in the space, He's the guy you go to to talk brand, and maybe we get him on the marketing podcast. Um, That said, he's also an author and a podcaster, which is why we're going to talk to him and learn from him today. He's a mentor. He's a speaker. Um, He is the host of Hitting the Mark. And the Hitting the Mark show is, I actually was listening to uh, several this morning, really interesting. And I also love the style of the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. He's written four books. Most recently, the Brand Therapy Book Number Two. Uh, Principal at Finian, founder and CEO at Tone Optic, Fabian Geyerholzer. Welcome, sir. Thank you, thank you. This is the first time anyone mentioned my fourth book, which is just about out. So this is exciting. Hey, thanks for the intro. I appreciate it. Four books. I mean, how do you do it? How do you? You, you start writing, and then you publish, and then you keep going on with your life. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, I I had I got one in there, but that was a lot of work, and it's almost like I, I need a couple of years of therapy to be ready you know, to write the second one. You 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 sound like the person who starts their first podcast episode, right? And the first po- podcast episode is a big thing. You have to plan it, and you think the whole world will listen, and it's like so important. And then you're in episode seven hundred ninety four, right? And you're like, and you're like, hey, yeah, let's do that episode. It's the same thing with books. Once you once you've written one, you're like, okay, it's kind of like creating a sitemap, creating a structure, and then you do it, and then you publish. Oh, like you just it 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 just starts flowing easier. I like that. That's good advice. I already have that idea for number two. So uh, that's interesting. Got to first... finish number one. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. One at a time, maybe. <laughs> so, hey, you've been podcasting. You're, you're basically at like 100 episodes or so. Um, and I you've recorded a bunch uh, more that are in, like, in, the, in the hopper. Uh, there's a lot going on and you've got a really successful show. So pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great interview podcast. There are many most important ones. The one, the one that I want to highlight is, I mean, I, I think you have to research your target, your, 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 your subject like as if you're a stalker, right? I mean, literally you should come across as if you're a stalker, right? So, and, and they're really, they're really, three reasons for that. And, and that doesn't mean that you have to spend a full day doing this. You just have to know the, the, the right resources and we can go into that, right? And and spend, spend two hours on it, an hour, two hours, and really dive into it. And, and key reasons, right? The first one is if you, if you follow them and if you study them and you see what their updates were, then you know what they've been up to recently. And usually everyone, right? You, Casey, me, if you, you know, if, if we ask, so, so, hey, so, so what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about what's right now, right? Like, this is my latest release. This is my book. This is this, right? Like, whatever is right. the latest, hottest thing, you know, I've ta- I talked at this conference, whatever. So, that's what they want to talk about. And if you research that, it, it they will already be amicable tower to you because they're like, not only do you know that and you don't read the regular bio and that's it and you do the regular standard questions, but you dive a little bit deeper. Second, if you spend time really researching, then you get to know the personality. And I think, so I don't do prep calls. Instead, I just research their personality and I know, okay, who, like, how how do they like to talk? Are they more of the choker personality? Are they a very serious personality? How deep can I push them? And you just get that by, by listening to a past episode of themselves, right? Like, always catch them on video, always see who they are, how do they behave, 
Um, and then the third point that I would add to that kind of like stalker research approach is, um, is it opens it up for you to actually ask difficult questions. So if you if you study, for instance, if you go, um, and this of course is different from one podcast to another, and it depends who you talk to and what you talk about. But for instance, I love going to their corporate and their personal Instagram channels. And I like to look at the last 10 posts and see like, oh my God, this is what they're really about. This is what the brand is about. The company is about. This is what they are about personally. And then go all the way down to the very first posts. Like, kind of like, ah, that's where they came from. Wow. And of course, you're going to read the bio. You're going to do all your homework. But, but that to me, so Instagram and YouTube really going into seeing them in the flash, quote unquote, <laughs> in, the, in the virtual flash and seeing how do they behave and then, and then kind of like getting to know them a little bit um, on Instagram. That to me is really key. And even sometimes we all have been there, right? We have crazy busy weeks and the podcast episode starts coming up and you just don't have time to really prep too much. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to wing this somehow. I would do that. It, it, it's, you know, spend half an hour, 45 minutes on that. And you're already much better than if you just read the bio. Yeah. Talk to me about that. I mean, in, so, you know, we did a prep call um, and yeah. you don't do prep calls, but you've talked about all this, like you, you do this reason. And, and you, you mentioned this several times, you said seeing them. It sounds like there's something about seeing someone on so, video, not just hearing them, but seeing how they interact. Well, so what's interesting is what I do, and just just for context for people listening, the people, the people that I interview on my show, and and I would say don't ask me, don't ask me how I get to this, but maybe you will. But the people that I that I have on my show, they're they're CEOs and founders of of some really cool companies that that everyone knows, right? Like the founder right. of Blue Airlines or Thrive Market, you know, LegalZoom, et cetera, et cetera, Rotten Tomatoes. So. I actually don't have them on video. The same, the, the way you oh. and I talk right now, we actually yeah. can see each other, right? Right. I don't, um, but I want to see them on video prior, just on past interviews that they've done with the press or or on podcasts, right? That have video because I want to see how they actually look like and and how they behave, but. Yeah. I realized very early on that if I invite really high stake kind of people and they are going to be on their mobile phone on the way to the airport or, you know, they are not going to make me their priority. I, I just happen in their life. And even if the sound is horrible, I'm fine. Like, it's OK. We have an amazing person on it. So adding the video element um, would, would be an added, you know, like barrier of entry. And that's why I'm not doing it. I would love to see them. And, and sometimes, you know, like we usually we chat for 10 minutes at the beginning offline um, and just kind of like I give them more context. I make sure that they read some of the questions that I usually like to ask. And there's kind of like a 10 minute period, right? Where we get to know each other a little bit. Sometimes we're on camera, sometimes we're not for that. Got it. So you do have, a, you you still accomplish that prep work. You you do your own research beforehand and you have that little bit of warm up with that guest before hitting that record button. Yeah. And, and, and just like most people that have a podcast show, they're, they're extremely busy. I'm super busy. So I try to, I try to do everything in a really condensed manner, yeah. right? So by me researching them the night before, usually in my typical way, I get so much done so quickly, right? I mean, I can literally do this while I'm working out, right? Like I can do this right. while, you know, what, whatever I do, I can multitask that. And then instead of planning and rescheduling and figuring out with their PR agent, when is that perfect prep time, you know, call, we, we just do 10 minutes in the beginning. They're all pros. They're constantly on like CNN and wherever, right? So for, yeah. for them, this is not a problem, right? Yeah, they, yeah. This is this is easy for them. Yeah. 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 Especially if they're not on video. There is something about you need to, I mean, have done your hair or- Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I mean, this this took hours, obviously, today, right? Well, just, you, sir, have TV right? hair. So- I you, mean, your hair, I mean- I don't know why you don't do video. I mean, I'm made for radio, <laughs> but like you're a video guy for sure. Well, I mean, I'm flattered, but uh, but but even you know, like like even for me having to be on video, it's the same thing that all of us have. Like it's okay, you know, it's like we gotta, you know, we gotta show up. We really gotta show up versus just kind of like you know, we can talk and we can talk in plenty of places. True, true. Do you feel like you lose anything when you do those interviews with people and you don't get the chance to see the nods or the expressions? 
Um, you know, I mean, it would be, I think it would be a lie to say no. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm doing well and I like the way that things flow. And there, there's most probably in every second episode, there's most probably one time where we start cutting each other off or talking over each other for one split second that would absolutely not happen if we would see each other, right? So that's, but but I've got an editor, he takes care of that uh, and, and, and it's fine, right? Uh, and, and I think that, it is still, it allows me to have the right people on the show. Um, and it's just one of those, one of those hurdles that I just overcome. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, and from what I heard of the different episodes that I was listening to, uh, you're actually really a funny guy. And so, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's helpful that you do that, that talk at the beginning. So people know that you're funny, uh, and that you're not, you know, like if you're, if you kind of tongue in cheek or something, they, they understand, Oh, this we're joking. And this is fun. Cause sometimes, you know, I know with me, something you can miss the mark and it's like, ah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, my you show know? is called hitting the mark. So I can't miss the mark. Remember no, you can't, that's it's true. Possible. It's that's impossible. You can't No, right? But I mean, that said, it's not, it's like, well, I like to be conversational and I like to be friendly and, and, and personable and just have this be a regular chat. Right. And, and, yeah. and so, but it is a serious topic and and it, we talk about their brand and how they build it and, and what the problems were that occurred. And, and I do ask questions that I can guarantee you no one has asked them ever before. Right. So I'm kind of like that, that fanboy at a, at a concert of a group. And then afterwards they get to meet them and they ask a question and they're all like baffled of like, Oh my God, no one asked me that. That's awkward. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to make it not awkward. Right. But I do want to ask questions that are on everyone's mind, but they're too afraid to ask. Right. So if a company have a, has a really strange name and this is about branding, it would be awkward if I wouldn't ask them, Right. What's up with the weird name? Right. Or like, yeah. like, how did you even survive with this name? Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, like rotten tomatoes or whatever. Like I have to ask these questions because I think that's why people enjoy the podcast right. that I'm not just doing a, the typical script and b only celebrating whoever's on the show of like, you're always the best. You're the best. And the, right. Like I want to, you know, we want to learn. We want to learn from mistakes. Tell me about these these questions that no one's asked before, it, it sounds like it's both important to you that you're not just repeating whatever was on CNN. And then how do you actually go and, and come up with those questions? Do you do it beforehand? Is it in the moment? Well, I mean, I think I think that 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 most podcast hosts, whatever their subject is, they're a subject matter expert in it, right? So, so you would assume, right? So you know, your show is about podcasting. You are a podcast expert, right? My show like, is. Thank you. Well, you come yeah, back anytime, I mean, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so my show is about is about branding, and I'm a brand strategist. I work with huge companies. It's what I do day in day out, right? So for me. I just could not hear myself talk about branding, you know, and, and be like, this is what it all is about. Like, I, I, I love to hear it from others and, and hear their side and actually people who did it hands on as founders versus like me coming in from the outside. And so I learn a tremendous amount from them, right? But because I'm actually interested and also because I, I know how it's done, there are difficult questions because sometimes I figure maybe they have, maybe they didn't think this quite through, or maybe there's some other things where I'm just like, wow, you guys just rocked it. Right. But there's, there's a layer of that, that when you're talking niche, it's easy to ask questions that are not on CNN, right? CNN wouldn't ask what's the brand DNA of your, of your company. They're like, what? <laughs> it's like, right. you know, yeah. It's like the audience would be like, well, what's going on now? I can imagine the person messing up, even reading down the teleprompter. They're like, what am I saying? I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. So the, the niche, that's interesting. And then um, do you write them in advance? So what I do is I write, yes. Um, I usually have about five or six questions that are scripted. Um, and that's really a nice cop out for me. Those are the questions that I try to kind of like have in the backseat for every single podcast that I, that I host, they're going to be there in the notes. People get them up front. They kind of can navigate through them. Some of them say, I don't even want to read them, you know, and, and, and they don't even care. Some others are like, I, I studied them really well. Right. Um, mainly because there's one question that, that my audience just is like waiting to hear the answer to. Um, and I asked them what I just mentioned, what is the DNA of your brand? And that's really, if you can take your entire company that you created and you could, put it through a funnel, 
<laughs> and out comes one word. Mm. What is that word? And that's a huge philosophical question that you don't want to be asked on the spot because it's going to, you know, people are just going to think about it for 10 minutes and, and the audience is going to be bored. They're going to be on the spot. So that's even in my five, 10 minutes prep, when we, when we get the show started offline, I tell them, I want to make sure you saw that one question, right? Because I'm going to ask that. Um, so that's so good. That- Cause you're not, you're not setting them up to fail. Um, cause you no. asked, you didn't even ask me that question. My brain starts thinking, it's like, Oh God, but eventually it calms down and I've got a word, but yeah, that's, is there something about not wanting to, you know, what happens if you shake up your guests like that, then lose some well, of that I mean, trust. Usually, I mean, usually they, they actually appreciate it because it is, it is an answer with which you can do a lot. So actually, if you know, not like your mission statement and your purpose and all of that, but you literally, it's like your entire brand. What is it about in one word? And it's usually not the product, right? It's like an emotion. It's like, it's like, it's about empathy or it's about collaboration or it's about going against the grain, whatever it is. Right. But once you know that, and this is going into brand strategy, you know, it's, it's pretty powerful for you as the founder to actually have derived that. So I hear it from a lot of a lot of those founders that I interview, um, maybe not these super high stake ones, but more like startup founders that I interview. They're like, this is really, I'm, I'm going to actually activate this within the company. Now, this is this is good stuff. I like that, oh, right? Yeah. So- <laughs> Hell yeah, you're, you're actually doing your, your coaching. You're, you're, you're acting as a strategist by just even being a podcast host and asking these tough questions. Do you ever get, starstruck you've talked to some really famous important people do you get starstruck or do you have any tips or any experiences dealing with just really important people all the time and i think i think the minute that you don't you know then you're phoning it in you know it's kind of like it's kind of like those those bands that you see you know early in their career and they're just overperforming and they, and they and they do like a set that's like you know 4 hours and they're like, you know they're part of the audience and then at the end, it's like when they get older and they're just coming on stage, they're doing the same set every night. They don't interact with the audience. They're just kind of like, okay, 90 minutes. Bye. Right. I don't want to ever be that guy. And if I am that guy, I better not do it anymore. And so um, I think a certain kind of nervousness in front, you know, before you have, you know, I mean, someone like, you know, like, I don't know, Stacy of Stacy's Peter Chips or like people that you use their products day in, day out. And, you know, like, you know, companies that have been bought up by Pepsi and like, I mean, big people, right? In in the in the industry, in the business industry, um, it's it's good that you're a little bit nervous, that you're not just taken for granted of like, yeah, I'm always chatting with them, right? I, I mean, I think it's I think it's just human nature that with a little bit of a little bit. What, what do they say? Pressure makes diamonds, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's really what it is. You have to have a little a little bit of that of that pressure. It helps you keep that edge real, right? And it helps you keep keep strong to that. Um, well, and if you don't do it, you're never gonna grow, right? Like it's it's personally right with anything, right? If you're always afraid of that of that step of like, am I gonna write the book? Am I gonna get this guest? Am I? And we all have to overcome that, all of us, right? But I think yeah. it's one of those things where uh, I can't ever ask that person to be on the podcast. Of course you can. Like ask anyone. Like you you never know. It's like I mean I mean it's just amazing how people people a love to talk about themselves like I do right now. <laughs> They do. And, and and people people love to give back. I mean, if this is not like, hey, come on my show and let's promote me. But if it's more about let's talk about you to an audience, there's a chance, you know? Yeah. They just do it. Just do it. And they're real people, the regular people. Yep. Maybe they're not regular, but they are actually human. They're, they're not, still human. Yeah, yeah they're still human. Um, you know, let's add in the idea of the difficult questions. So you've asked, you know, really important founders of large companies about failures they've had and how, and is it prep like what what is it that allows you um yourself even mentally to be able to ask these questions and then you know what you know, how where do you get the courage to do that too for those some of those listening you know sometimes i cop out during the show it's funny it's like sometimes yeah. i go to because i create a certain script right so i've got my yeah. five eight questions that are standard ones um, and, and that's usually when 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 the interview partner answers very quickly, right? You ask them a question, and usually you and I think now they're going to go on a tangent, and I have to stop them. But 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 some of them just say like, 
two sentences. I'm like, okay, well, that was supposed to be 15 minutes, right? So yeah. I have to have a lot of backup questions that I kind of might not get to. Um, and but I, but I usually have a pretty good script of questions and how one leads to another. So I kind of the difficult questions I set them up in a way where I feel like, well, now it would be natural. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are maybe 20% of times where when I talk to the person, I get intimidated because they're super harsh, quick fast, you know, like the business time. And, yeah. and, and and we never have that report where we're like, you know, like choking a little bit or where I feel like there's the synergy. And if that's not there, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to suddenly say, what was the biggest failure your brand ever had? Because I'm sure it had one, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, my brand is perfect. You know, let's keep going, <laughs> right? Like it's right. those kind of people where sometimes- Next you question, Fabian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next. <laughs> have you, I mean, tell me about some of the, have you had some difficult interviews? Have you have you had, and what makes it difficult? I, it wasn't, I, I don't think, I think they're out of the, I'm, I think I'm like on 92, 93 episodes now. Out of the Just round that to a hundred, you know. Let's round it to a hundred. Out of those yeah. about hundred episodes, um, I, I feel like they are most probably 20% that I don't think are that, that great, right? Just because, Maybe the questions were too script. Uh, the answers were too script. That they prepared too much, or maybe maybe everything they said was so obvious, and they didn't really give much. But then the strange thing is, then people say like, "That's my favorite episode." So right. you never blow your mind. Like you're so close to it, right? So it's like the one that I thought, ah, that was complete crap. You know, like let's like, oh, you know. And then people are like, "I love that brand," and oh my god, this is so great. And I'm like, good, awesome. So, but there wasn't, a, there wasn't, um, I mean, there were, there were technically difficult uh, interviews. I mean, horrifyingly difficult interviews, right? I mean, people who are on a cell phone at a loading dock where they just get like their new, you know, things and, and this and that. And then we, we get, we get cut off and then they're, 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 they're soon crashes. And then this, and like, I mean, there were episodes that were just really stressful from the point of view of like, how are we going to get through this? And yeah. If it's a cool person on the other line, and usually they are, um, you know, like we kind of like crack jokes at it or we have to, I, I, there were two times we had to reschedule because literally like the universe was just, you know, against us. And that might've even been on my side, right? Like that's like things happen, right? To uh, On everyone's side. So. It, and tell me about those two reschedules. I and mean, did you get on and they, they had like terrible reception. It wasn't good audio. And then you just, you called it at that point. Yeah. Or, you know, like, like one of them had a complete family emergency in the middle of it. Right. Like, I mean, literally there were, there was like stuff falling down in their office. Like there was like a bookshelf or something. And she's, and it is so suddenly like, we, we, we literally, we're like, we're like, hi, hi, whatever. Right. The person is like, so excited to have you on the show. Like, let's get started. And that moment in the background, it's like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, you're okay. And like nothing. And then she's like, I, I think I have to reschedule. Sorry. And I'm like, is everyone alive? Has anyone heard? And she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. And that was it. Like, literally, we're off air. And so, that's, <laughs> so, I mean, there's that kind of, and I don't, and that's why I don't do my shows live, live, right? Like, I do pre record that. I do edit right. if there's ever like anything in this. But yeah, I mean, life happens. And especially with these founders, some of them are, you know, they're, they've got personalities and yeah, they man. don't. You know, you're at their mercy too. But I mean, life happens, right? I mean, people people get sick, and you know, things happen. So, don't you kind of wish you had video of that? <laughs> I don't know if they wish, uh, <laughs> but people usually have a wall behind them, and the stuff happens around. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but the, the look on her face is like, it's, I, I mean, just I mean, just just crazy, crazy yeah, stuff. And you know, and then there are the ADD founders that you know doing the interview, they're checking while they're talking, while yeah. they're answering questions, they're like checking the stock market of their company, and they're like, you know, I mean, there's this stuff. There are these moments where you just feel like. We all know you're not with us, right? Like we right. like, and that just happens with 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 people that are super important, and you're just kind of like a small, you know, blip on the radar. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. I kind of hate that a little bit, but I mean, if it is what it is, it happens rarely. It happens rarely, and even if it happens, I feel like I get so much out of that person, you know, for my audience that it's True. still a value add to have them on. So, and you don't know, you never know. I mean, you just really don't know. You, you yeah. don't know what I'm going to start talking about, right? Because we keep it, we keep it leisurely and we keep it open. And I think that that's, 
that's how great podcasts are. They're, they're more yeah. like a conversation that, that is guided, right? And you want to get a couple of questions out of me for sure that your audience is expecting to so that they get value out of it. But otherwise, they want to get to know me a little bit. They want to like kind of like hear, you know, like some unexpected learnings for, for you know, for them as well as for me that I didn't think I would be talking about. Right. Uh, no, I'm the same way. There's some. There's a flow. I like having some structure behind it. Like on my marketing podcast, I have milestones. I, I hit, and in between, I play. Right, but there's right. certain things that happen. This one, I've experimented. That first question hits. Typically, the last question is like a nice closer. But everything else yeah. is like, maybe it will happen. Maybe well, now I want to go straight to the last question. I'm like, what will it be? <laughs> right. I know. I know. You'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but isn't there a little bit of that pressure? Do you feel the pressure to have the next question ready or to keep it going, keep it flowing and not necessarily have a drop in the action? Yeah, and I mean you 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 do you do, but I I feel that's why I have a little bit of my framework, right? If I have my 10 12 questions and I know one flows to the other, um if we if if the person says something super interesting and I want to dig deeper, or if it allows, and I constantly, I literally have this word document up next to me, and then which is another reason which is fantastic not to be on video, right? Because I can actually stare at the word document and move things around as I go. I, I move questions around, right? I realize I'm like, okay, so she's not gonna be great at this question. I'm gonna get rid of this, but I really want to go to this one next. And so I'm constantly copying, pasting while I'm actually talking to them. Um, you know, so that when I go off in a tangent, suddenly we arrive at something that I want to talk about later and I need to touch on that right now. So it's it's a lot of that shuffling going on. Wow. So it sounds like you're really... Ma- Tell me about mapping it out. If you... I know you probably never even thought of this, but or articulated it verbally, but what kind of pattern are you looking to establish or what kind of flow or... I mean, it's, you know, in the beginning, it starts very easy of like, hey, how did you create this brand? Like, tell us a little bit how you got there. And that's the typical founder story. They've told it 50,000 times, right? So that's easy on them. It's easy on me. It's good for the listeners. I don't have to do a big intro about their entire life. It's coming up, right? And then, and then I, I usually, I usually like go, you know, like go big picture brand talk and like, and then I go deeper, 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 right? And that's kind of like how it works, right? And then it gets more specific about certain parts of their brand that I want to touch on. And then in the end, I open it uh, and then at the end, it goes to this really big question, that brand DNA question, which kind of sums up the entire conversation of like, if you can take all of this and say it in one word, what would it be? Um, And then it's more about, you know, let's give back to the community. What are some tips that you have for them? You know, and then how, and then that to me rolls really well into how can they get in touch with you? Right, like where can they find yeah, tips into getting in touch? So there's a certain, there's this kind of like framework. um, And I believe that my audience also enjoys having a little bit of that rhythm that they know to expect. But inside of that, in between the lines, right, the white space, I believe, is where the magic lies, right? I believe in in, in graphic design, the white space is where the magic lies. In music, the the white space, like that openness, like they're the genius moments. And so I really think that that's... And some shows, I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe she just said that on air. Like, you know, like amazing things that I'm sure some founders never ever talked about. And that to me is is really, really fulfilling and exciting. You know, and that, that brings up something else I want to ask you about was the idea, there's some fulfillment here. What do you get out of podcasting? I know there's there's business reasons and there's corporate reasons, but like you as a person, what 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 does that feel for you? I, I feel like there, there are three, three ways I can sum it up. It's credibility, it's um, community, and it's access. And and so between these three, the credibility part is literally what what I get out of of it for my own professional brand, right? Here's a brand guy who talks with the founder of a Fortune 500 company about their brand. Well, he must be legit. He's playing with the big guns. He's like, right. And even though I have never worked with them, them. the association automatically gets me to that status, which it's very strategic, right? Um, so, so that's the credibility. The second part, community, and this might be interesting to some of your some of your listeners who are working on a podcast. 
very early on, actually from, from the very first show on, I realized um, that I don't want to have advertising on my show. Like I want my show to be a hundred percent sponsor free. I, I just, I just couldn't do it. And I also don't have the time to deal with what message and then getting a new one and they pay a couple bucks and then it's annoying. And it's like this whole thing, right? It's just too much. And so what I, what I decided to do instead um, is to, is to do a Patreon where people can join a Patreon group. They pay $50 a month, which is pretty significant. They pay 50, or they can pay $5 a month just to keep the show advertising free, right? Or they pay $50 a month and they become part of my community. And so it's pretty neat because at this point, it's it's a community of anywhere between 12 and, 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 and 20 people. Um, so they basically pay like 12, 15K a year, which I feel is kind of making up for the advertising and and or or, or at least some of it. Um but I'm mentoring them on, on branding, on brand strategy and all of that. So what that then does is not only do I feel like I give back to the community, right? Because this is not my hourly rate, right? I give back to the community. They give back to the show that it's sponsor free and they love that. And so they're super fans. And these these like 20 people really turn into my biggest fans, right? When the new yeah. books out and stuff, like they're really, it's kind of like a small group that is that is mutual mutual fans. So that's the community. And then, and then last but not least access. I mean, you know, I get access to amazing people, right? So when I release my new book, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm emailing some of them saying, Hey, you know, like I would love to have one. I would love to have a quote of yours um, on the cover of my book saying how amazing my book is. Can I send you ever, can I send you a copy of my book? Would you be open to that? And I mean, you know, having a quote, from these people on my book, again, it helps my own personal brand tremendously. So I think it's like community access and credibility, really, those three. That's amazing. And, I, and the fact that you even have the, that answer, those three at the ready, I think that that's a, a tribute to, you know, thinking in advance about how you're going to answer. Cause you sound, you sound so clear when you have an answer like that. Whereas I can imagine myself sort of muddling through and, Oh, well, I get this out of it and this out of it. That was such a, uh, well, I mean, your I mean, what's what's exciting about this show is that I I'm on so many podcasts and all I talk about is the same thing. Right? This yeah. one here, I'm actually talking about something very different. So before this show, I actually had to have some alone time with my podcast, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, like like what is it for me? Like, why do I do? It? Because I knew you're gonna ask, why do you do this show? You know, what's difficult? What's great? Right? Like, I mean, that those are questions that I would assume you would ask. Um, you know, and so, so it made sense for me to actually look a little bit inside and, and it was actually nice. Just like some people that I have on my show where afterwards they walk away and they actually benefited from it, from right. answering kind of like therapy, right? Like they answer yeah. and because of that, they learned. So for me, you know, like that idea of credibility, you know, access and community, you know, I, I would have not thought that much about it before the show, but 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 now I had to think about like what do I get out of it? It's like there's actually a lot I get out of it. <laughs> like, like it's, you know, because every time you have a podcast coming up, you're like, oh, here it goes again. You know, I need to do the whole thing. It's like, and I have so much going on, but yeah. there is a huge value to it. And I, I appreciate that you thought about that too. And and I I do find personally, I find it kind of fun because I also have that other show where it's in the industry and I'm doing the thing and I hear a lot of the same thing, but with this show, it's a little bit of a, um, a holiday or a break from the industry shows to just think about our thinking on yeah. a particular topic. Uh, so I really appreciate that. I don't know if this opens up Pandora's box. It probably does, but let's do it. And I didn't prepare you for this, but talk to me about, I know you're a pro, so you can handle it. Talk to me about brand and podcasting. Have you have you given that much thought? Do people ever bring that up in conversations with you and your co your consulting? I mean, I mean, look, as far as like how 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 being on a podcast or running a podcast can benefit a brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, from a personal brand, I think as far as being the podcast host, I just check this off, right? Like there, there are a lot of reasons why, why you want to be a podcast host and that trickles down to your, to your, to the company that's behind you, right? So I'm a brand strategist behind me is Finian. That's my brand consultancy. So that, that slowly kind of like trickles down to that. Um, 
and and for for a guest, you know, it's basically it's 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 suddenly having access, you know, to hundreds and thousands of people that now know about the brand. And they suddenly say, Oh, I actually like that person behind that ice cream or behind those chips or behind whatever it is, right? Like, oh my God, I get to meet that person. It's exciting, right? So it's really, I mean, it's a win-win for the two guests. As far as the brand behind them, it's <sighs> For my particular show, it's very it's very specific, right? Because I feel like the founder actually learns a little bit about him or herself, and 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 that can be brought into the brand. They start realizing what are they doing well, what are they not doing well, and it's just like for them more more of that self realization that's directly going to to affect the brand that they're that they're running, right? Um, yeah. Now, if it's a regular podcast, right, where it's like a smaller services firm or a B two B firm, and and the founder is constantly going on podcast. How much does that really benefit the company behind the person on the podcast? Um, it's thought leadership, it's insights, it's credibility, right? It always is, um, you know, and, and, and I think that podcasts to me are not something, they're, they're a long sales cycle. This is not something where you're going to be on a couple of shows and you're going to start seeing ROI for the company, right? But, but over time, it is just unbelievable, even for SEO, right? So if people put in the company name and then suddenly they're like five YouTube videos of someone from the company talking about being the expert in that subject matter that the company represents, it's like, oh, wow. So obviously these people know what they're doing. Let's go, right? Like, right. like, like this, it's this decision-making you know, process that is cut so much shorter, Right. It's the same thing with writing a book. If people, if people, you know, like now, if people come to my website and they start, they, they can just check off these boxes. That doesn't make them hire me, but that just makes the 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 path to hiring me so much shorter. Because they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, check, check, check. Now let's just make sure that he's in budget and that he has time and like, you know, like that he can actually right. do it. And so, but but it definitely helps and and that's just all part of creating more credibility around either your personal brand or 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 the brand that you're representing right because if people buy from people they trust right and so that there's something about the interview so branding is all about right trust i mean that that's it that's it branding is trust interesting that's it that's cool dot 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 wait till you guys hear Baby and I chat on the hardcore marketing show uh, where we will do nothing but talk about brand um which will be a lot of fun. Um, and I'll, I'll have to work harder though, to get you off of your, your scripted answers. Right. Cause, cause I know, well, even though I don't like to have scripted out. So, so people ask me, Hey, what does branding mean to you? Right. On every show. And yeah. I really try to not say the same thing over exactly. and over. So here now it's a trust is branding. Right. But it's like, I always try to say something where, oh, a where different answer thinking, every time. Yeah. I start thinking about it like in different angles also to also to challenge myself, not to become that one trick pony, which is Come hard, on. but I'm trying real, real hard to do that. No, I totally understand that. Um, uh, man, so so many things to ask you about. So many questions, so little time, sir. Well, what what is you know, everything's flowers and happiness and rainbows podcasting? But let's say there's a a challenge or two. What would you say? What are the challenges that you have right now with with podcasting? I mean, look, I have to say, once you're in episode 100, things are things are running pretty smoothly, right? And and you're you wouldn't you wouldn't get that far if you constantly feel like there are challenges or you need to change things. It's, I guess, by now it's such a well-oiled machine that that it's like, am I am I boring myself? Am I boring others? Like you know, once you get to 100, what happens then? Do you keep going with the same format? Do you change something up? Or like, is it a good thing and why change a good thing, right? So for me, it's a little bit of these thoughts as we come up to episode 100, um, like it, it, it's a mile marker. What, what happens after that? Should something change? Is it, should something not change? Um, and, and to be completely honest, which, which I hope I am the entire time, um, is, you know, my biggest challenge is really the setup from a technical point of view. So I've, I've got a great setup. I spent money on it, but I, you know, people work from home these days, right? Like, and, and some of them have the luxury to continue this, this journey. And, and that's why I'm at, right? So the, the idea of you only have four walls and there are helicopters that can come by, there are gardeners from next door that can come by, and you can only soundproof a place that much unless you really make it look like a, a sound station, right? And right. so 
to me, that for the last hundred episodes has always been something that made me more nervous than it should have, right? Because I'm constantly weary of like what's going on. You know, will the sound interfere? And so now I'm actually building a full-on, you know, like like studio. Are you? Like, yeah, you know, like like we purchased a new home and 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 we have a space outside that I can basically like recreate from scratch, and I can make sure that it has like more soundproofing in it because I'm on a lot of I'm on a I, I talk a lot, right? I, if I if I don't mentor people, you know, and I, you know, like I I just constantly advise people, and I don't want something to to come up. Uh, but to me, that was that is really the biggest challenge, and that's I'm gonna overcome that uh, in the next couple of months. So. The technical side, the just the the soundproofing yeah. and the the outside noises and that kind of thing. And you're right, you, you get to 100, you've got you got things, you know, I don't knock on wood, but well in hand. You got you've got to fit you you've gone through your bumps to this point, which is why I like to for this show interview, you know, successes like yourself who have survived. What is it like? Most people don't get past 15 episodes, you know, or oh really? And there's like a yeah. number, yeah, it's like a great great chasm. It's a great filter, if you will. And people can't get through that. They stop before then. So to, to keep going this long. I mean, this brings up a good point that I, that I, that I think is well worth sharing. If you start a podcast, you better enjoy not only the format, but the people that you bring on and the questions that they answer and the answers that they give you that help you you know, professionally or personally. So meaning if you do this for a B2B company, right? Everything's a little bit boring. Everything's B2B. You feel like, okay. And you just have to do the podcast because like, that's what the marketing people told you. you. And so you just have to get the certain people that people tell you to get. And then in the end, you ask the same 10 scripted questions. You always feel like you're on the spot. You don't really chive and you do this for 15 episodes. Stop now, right? Like find a way to, to, to make it feel more like you're having a beer, right? Fabian and Casey are having a beer together. They're hanging out and they're talking about something that they actually find interesting because they're doing it, right? And it's it's that thing where, where maybe you have to change the script. Maybe you have to change the idea of the show to become something that... And, and there are a lot of introverts that end up being podcast hosts because they are that job function in a company where it's like, oh, you sure. got to do that, right? And and I, I don't even think there's anything wrong with that because even a lot of founders are introverts and they have to do interviews, right? But you just have to set the stage in a way where you feel like, I enjoy it. I get something out of it, right? And even if you're if you if you're shy and if you're camera shy and if you hate talking and you know in front of people and if you're you know all of that, then at least have questions where you feel like those answers are just going to really benefit your company and you and 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 are just going to you you get giddy about getting those answers, right? So yeah, yeah. You, you know, but you have to find that you have to find the excitement in what you do. I mean, with everything, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like the otherwise. You can't, you won't survive. It's just too much. I it's mean, you will, but then it's like the nine to energy. five, right? Like you're going in with your head down and it's neon lights around you, office setting, you go down with your head down. And then that's not it. Like, right? Yeah, right? Podcasting should stimulate minds and get people excited. Because it's such an opportunity. So it's yeah. like, why waste it? And if you hate it and you're better off being a commercial fisherman, go do that. You know? That sounds, that sounds like fun for a day. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like Alaskan crab fisherman, in which case. Oh yeah. I don't know about well, that. For, look for a day. And, and I, and I even totally, this has nothing to do with podcasts, but I, but I always feel like, wouldn't it be great if you have 365 days and every day you would have a different job just for a year and you get thrown into like, you know, cleaning the gutters and the next day, you, you know, like, like you have to work with a chef in a five-star restaurant. And the next day you're like, but literally every day you're kind of like an apprentice to, I feel like life would be so interesting. I mean, of course, craziness, but and and filming the whole thing that would that would be even sensational. How much would you pay to do that, or as a service, or are you saying it's a show and you turn that into? I don't even know. I don't even know if people gotta pay me to do it, or if I gotta pay them to 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 be able to do it, right? But it's, I think it's such a life, like you would never look at a cleaning person the same way or at the person that's like doing the yard work or doing whatever, or right. Like everything, yeah. once you see, once you see, you know, a bottle from the inside, right. Like it's always different or how the sausage is being made or whatever analogy metaphor, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just fascinated by that idea that we all kind of like find our calling 
And we stick with it, right? Like I'm the brand guy, you know, you're the marketing guy. Like we, we do our thing, right? And we're like, great, we're successful. We make money and we enjoy it. You know, some halfway, some really, you know, a lot. And we kind of keep doing this, but man, are we completely missing out on like what the world, you know, like what, what other people do? So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a, maybe that's something at some point that I'm going to look at in one way or the other. It's a cool exploration, especially if, if it's like you have to do them all. Some will be glorious and glamorous. Some won't be. The majority is going to be, you know, crab fishing in Alaska. (laughs) But even that, you know, like the life lesson. Hell of a story too, right? One day would would teach you. One day. This is a show. (laughs) We should pitch this to Netflix. You Seriously, that, like that's what that is, right? Like having having one one charismatic person do that, you know, not not me, not you, but someone who's like younger and like can do all that stuff and you yeah. know feel and would be hilarious. But now that this is live, you got the hair for it, man. I'm telling hey, you, yeah, I still have it, still have it, right? Still like it. for how long? Hey, whoever steals this idea from us on this show, they better give us a little bit of a kickback here. Yeah, right? give us a little. I just want to say a little bit of loving, a little TLC. Come on, people. A little TLC. Um, <laughs> are you going to do anything for a hundred? Anything special for episode hundred? It's coming up. Oh boy! Oh man! I I wish you wouldn't ask this question. Okay, so <laughs> here, okay, so here is the thing. Okay, so the thing is the following. Um, I had an idea about about a year ago for for a hardware um, startup, and I was silly enough to follow my dream. I spent like you know like 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 over fifty thousand dollars doing this. It's it's a startup, which means it's likely to fail, and I am just scrambling making this work next to my day job, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I always for for like the last year, I said episode one hundred. I'm going to have someone else interview me about that startup's huge success, right? I'm still waiting. I'm like, okay, we're, we're close, right? About that huge success. And then I'm on the flip side and they're going to ask me all the exact same script that I usually ask. And I thought it would be fun for people to suddenly hear me in that passenger seat answering that. But in order for that to happen, I need that startup to be somewhat successful so so but hey we're you know we're we're on we're on kickstarter for another couple of days and it's called tone optic anyone can look it up um and uh and and yeah so so we'll we'll see but it's an exciting ride that's for sure i've definitely done that and it's a hell of a lot of fun and you know honestly as you you know this as the host you're asking questions you're not really i mean you're the guide but you're not getting a chance to necessarily preach you know about the things that you want to, and that's where you go on other people's shows to do that. So it does give you a chance for your audience to finally hear, you know, you speaking about that topic. And usually it's about, so my friend interviewed me about, uh, and you know, I talked about my book and I talked about all the different things that were happening. So it was, it was a pretty cool Thanks. So, so yeah, you've you should, done that. You, you, you flipped the. You have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm ninety percent sure I'm gonna do that. You know, unless it goes so up in flames that I never want to say the word again. But I can. I. I. I somehow highly knock on wood here. Uh, doubt that. Is that because it has to be like a success? All the people you're talking to are successes, or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the questions are, "What was your biggest brand fail?" And I'm like. Everything so far? <laughs> no, um, everything's but, on know, fire, and I'm like, <laughs> but but you know, I mean, it's different, right? Because these people, they they launch successfully. You know, they're they're some of them are household name their products, or some of them are such a hot startup that that I mean, people love them, right? And for me, I'm such a niche, niche, niche product, and I'm slowly kind of like pushing it. But I mean, look, that being said, I've been chatting with the guy of Slipknot, you know, and I've been chatting with like those and you know, like all these people that suddenly love that product, so. I literally, that was three days ago. So I think that these things are slowly happening and I start seeing that wave coming enough that even if I'm not selling a huge amount, there's some traction that I can talk about. And it's, you know, I I am writing a book about this, right? And I started writing that book from pretty much day one of like, okay, how does it actually feel starting a company in the hardware space when you have no idea what the hell you're doing? And so it's pretty hilarious because it is it is pain and fear and and tears and a little bit of joy and glory, but mainly it is just really, really hard. And so I thought that that would be fun to write about. So that's going to be upcoming at some point. Yeah, another, another book, but I, I would, I would encourage you to do that, man. Cause I, even just hearing you say it and I, and I haven't you know listened to all of your episodes, but I, I bet your listeners would love to hear just you, I'm going to do talking. it. I mean, even if it's about failure and even if it's whatever it is, yeah. right? Like, I will definitely. You, you, you put me over the edge. I will. Those Good. 10% that I wasn't sure about, 
I will do it. Oh, that's all. It'll be a great 100. It'll be really special that way. It will um, be definitely very different. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be, you'll be super critical of it, but it'll be fantastic. And if people <laughs> will do that thing, like we talked about, that was my favorite episode. And you're like, really? That was your favorite? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, well, here, here's a question for you. Um, we chat again, uh, 50 episodes from now. What do you want your podcast to look like? Is it changing much? Is it staying the same? Any, anything vision for the future? Well, look, we talked a little bit about that 100 mark and what should change, right? And I'm kind of, this is a premature question because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure yet, should it or should it not, right? So to a certain extent, you know, I feel within my small community of marketers and, and brand people and entrepreneurs, and, you know, like they're interested to hear how, do, how did people get it right? Like what did they do that I can learn from it? Um, so I kind of feel like, I, I either either I'm gonna stop it completely after 100 and that's it, but I doubt it because I'm I'm a, I'm someone who who just you know it's habits right and the older you get habits you kind of stick to them. Some access the community all the things. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, so uh, more likely than not, it's just gonna keep flowing the way it does right now. I always want to get it to be shorter, right? Usually mine is about this length of yours is about 40 45 minutes. I would love for it to be more like 25, 30 so that people on actual commutes can quickly get that insight. Um, maybe I start cutting it down more and doing that. Uh, maybe not. I will, will, will see. You got to listen yeah. to it. You know, that's the only way you're going to find out what changes. That's right. That's right. And how do people listen to it? Maybe you can share with us links of how people can connect well, with you, the podcast, all that. Absolutely. I mean, hittingthemarkpodcast.com. That's where all, all the glory uh, happens. Um, but I mean, you can find Hitting the Mark uh, the podcast everywhere, right? Wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me personally on LinkedIn with this really complicated uh, name, but you can uh, you can see it uh, wherever you see this. <laughs> link right to it in the show notes. So it's yeah, you can, you can absolutely connect with me on LinkedIn. And otherwise you can go to finian.com, um, F-I-N-I-E-N.com. That is my consultancy. And from there on, it links to all the different social spheres. Boom. Beautiful. I love it. I hope people all do exactly that and click through and click, 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 and, and check you out and connect and listen. Uh, thank you so much for being on here. I, I just, it's kind of been a whirlwind and I feel like I could probably talk to you for two hours. Maybe, you know, while you shrink your podcast, I'm going to add an extra half an hour to this thing. <laughs> well, and that's why you have another podcast and maybe we keep the conversation going there, but uh, I like, let's do that. Let's thank do you that. so much for having me because this was, this was a real, as I said before, I keep talking about the same kind of subject and now talking about the podcast. This was a first for me. So it was really nice actually to reflect upon, you know, like what I created there. So it, it was great. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you did a smash up job of it too. It was it was fantastic. I learned a lot from you. And for those listening, if you have learned a lot, and I freaking know you have, because I literally have two pages of notes over here, uh -huh. then then share this with someone else. Be a thought leader. That's thought leadership, just sharing good information to people that need it. Uh, so get this information out there, share the episode, share the link, all that good jazz. Um, reach out uh, to Fabian. And with that, thank you, sir. This has been a blast. I, I can't wait to talk to you on the next one. Perfect. Great pleasure. All right, everyone. This has been another crazy cool episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.